Welcome back to the Morning Chat with Ed Ballinger here on 97.7 FM, 97.3 FM, 1450 AM, WAOB. Kurt Bushy from Vincent's Water Utilities, our guest this segment, looking back at the past year. But, uh, you know, when you look back at the past year and everything you've done, Kurt, it, it takes good employees. Absolutely. And, and uh, you know, I kind of wanted to talk about that in this segment. Uh, you know, we spend a lot of time talking about projects. We spend a lot of time, you know, talking about equipment and, and um, you know, approvals of uh, various agencies and, and uh, regulators that, that we have to answer to, uh, councils, board members, all those kinds of things go into this business of what we do. But it really all starts with those. Right now, I think we have 38 full-time employees and uh, team members. Um, and, you know, between the office folks uh, where we do all of our billing, we do all of our customer service, we do all of our um, payables and payroll uh, paying our bills, um, answering questions. Uh, from that that group uh, of eight or nine people downtown, do our own counting. Uh, then we then we look at uh, our our plant folks between the the drinking water side and our well field, uh, led by Andrew Hutchison um, and his team over there that not only takes care of the source of supply and the wells and uh, then all the distribution all the metering out in the community um, answering questions about new services uh, rain or shine cold or hot you know they're out there uh, digging in the streets uh, in the yards and and doing a good job putting things back um uh, same goes for Stan Eck on the sanitary sewer and stormwater collection side and his team uh, that do a great job uh, with, uh, and we were just talking about the the preventive maintenance and the, the regular maintenance that we do on our, not only our pumps and our uh, systems, valves, gates, um, but also um, the lines, um uh, the inlets, uh, you know, the, the manholes, all, all of that goes into the mix. And then uh, what we have there at our wastewater treatment plant, uh, I know I'm, I'm biased on this, uh, but I, I really believe we have, really across the board, but, but particularly at the wastewater plant, we have the most state-of-the-art, um, well-run, uh, wastewater facility uh, in this area for sure and maybe in the state uh, we have uh, we have a lot of folks you know we're regulated we're highly regulated right, on what right. we what what that effluent is that goes back into the river and it's getting tougher and tougher every year you know there's more regulation every year um, and uh uh, we do a great job with that because of guys like Josh Moore and, and the team that he has there at the wastewater facility. Uh, we do most of, almost all of our own maintenance and, and building repairs. Uh, we do have some key uh, contractors that, that help us in specialized ways. Um, and I, and, and I, I, I can't help but bring up you know all those local con we we try to do everything we possibly can with local contractors right right uh, you know we are a public entity and if we get our projects get to certain dollar amounts we do have to go through the bid process in public which is fine uh, but we certainly will try our best to to break the projects down in in small enough pieces that it it makes sense for the local folks, um, and and the perfect example is the water tower project. Uh, you know, we could have taken that entire project and said we're just going to bid this out, and so a, a large company 
that builds water towers would have had to bid on the whole thing. And then it would have been up to them to sub out the water main on Bower Drive or the parking lot area right, around right, the facility. Right, right. So by, by splitting things up, and, I mean, we knew that there, there's no local contractor that's going to bid on building that, that water tower structure. I think there's only like five companies in the country that, that are capable of doing that on a regular basis. So um, that's some of the things that we try to do to, you know, now is a big time we talk about shop local. Mm-hmm. We try to shop local in everything we do, right? Because the community is what supports us as a utility, and it makes no sense to me that we <laughs> take that money that that we're supported by our community and spend it elsewhere. Right now, there are things that can't be acquired locally, just like in any other business, but. I think we do a pretty good job of that. And, and I, my hat's off to our whole team. This is the time of year, um, you know, we talk about salary increases. We talk about performance reviews. Um, you know, the performance reviews are pretty easy to write in, in our department because I'm, I'm proud of every single one of our folks mm-hmm. and what they put in every day uh, in, uh, in doing what we do. You know, you look at uh, also some of the things that you do that maybe people don't realize. You know, what you've done with the billing made it more convenient for people. Mm -hmm. I mean, you've tried to make it easier for everybody, haven't you? Right. And, I mean, I I would be remiss not doing my job if I didn't remind you uh, here today. uh, All this that we talk about, spending money on water towers and 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 new trucks and and equipment and and people we still have the lowest rates for water and sewer in this area and probably amongst the i'll bet there's not in in particularly communities our size are 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 larger there isn't anybody that has rates where our rates are and and i feel good where we're at for the foreseeable future you know we we've done a couple bond issues uh we did one on the water side to do the the uh water tower and water main projects out there by the high school we just recently did one on the sewer side to do some upgrades to our watson street primarily the watson street sewer a lot of boring stuff it's it's nothing like it's nothing like the water tower project but important stuff and all total that's about 15 million dollars that we've bonded uh recently and we're not raising our rates one penny yeah uh to pay that back so um i feel good about that yeah and i think that's the thing is you know i think Again, you, you use the term out of sight, out of mind. Mm-hmm. I mean, you do a lot of work. You know, how many times have we banged on a levy for years? I mean, it was years. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's, I, I remind you, it's not done. No, but, no, but it's, it's, it's yeah. right. It's right. Yeah, okay. It's right. Yeah. Okay. But, I mean, we did see. It's like, okay, let's go find out where they're doing the levy work. Where are those Corps of Engineers at? You know, mm-hmm. we couldn't, probably couldn't find them half the time because we don't know where they're at because yeah. they're doing their job. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that's that's the nature of our business is that we're out of sight, out of mind. And, and if we're not on the headlines in the news um, or, you know, we're not issuing some kind of emergency order to make sure you watch what you're uh, flushing or, you watch your, you know, we're shutting people's water off in certain – I mean, that's a good thing. And, and that's why we work so hard on preventive care. Um, but uh, – uh, it's it's uh it's an interesting business i i always say and kind of along the lines of what you're saying if if all of our pipes both water and sewer and storm all three areas if those were all three to four feet five feet 20 feet above ground instead of below ground and you had to dry and they're all painted red and blue and different colors you know Mm-hmm. Uh, and you had to drive around those everywhere you went, you would understand how much stuff we have to take care of. But because it's all buried, the only thing you really see is our buildings and and our water towers for the most part. Uh-huh. Um, but that's just a small portion 
of the total infrastructure picture that we take care of. Okay. All right. Uh, i got about a minute left. Anything else? Just okay. want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas. Uh, I know this is December 1st, uh, so it, I hope it's still a, a long way off because there's a lot to do between now and December 25th, but I probably won't be back. Uh, I want to wish you and your family and everybody here at, at the original company, you guys do a great job anytime we need you for and in the community, you know, the sports, um, the uh, the news, uh, the the community service that you all provide is is uh, second to none in terms of, of media coverage and, and help. So um, wish you a Merry Christmas and all of our listeners and uh, look forward to seeing you on the other side. All right, in, uh, 2024. All right, thank you very much. Stay right. tuned. Midday Edition is next to WAOV. Have you ever missed one of your favorite local shows on WAOV? Ever missed the morning chat, Mark and Mark, or even financial questions, real answers? Well, that's not a problem anymore. WAOV has our local shows on podcast and easy to get to them. Go to WAOVAM.com and click on the podcast tab at the top to find your show. It's that easy. So if you miss Vintage Vincent, legal news or views, or just the tips, listen to the podcast the next day. Go to WAOVAM.com and find your podcast. Good morning. Welcome to the Morning Chat with Ed Ballinger here on 97.7 and also 1450 AM WAOV in Vincennes, also at 97.3 FM in Washington. Vincennes Mayor Joe Yoakum, our first guest this morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for the rain. Yes. <laughs> and it's a cold rain, too. Thank it is. You. <laughs> it's chilly out there. Yeah. Got to warm up, though. We should hit 60 by the end of the week. So Good. Yeah. All right. Always looking on the bright side, right? Right. right. Okay. Wow. You come in, and, we're gonna, and, I, and I was honest. And I said, Mary, I don't know what we're going to talk about today. <laughs> and then you just hit me with the right cross. That's it. I mean, not, not hit me, but <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's big news. We're, gonna, we're actually going to start... Washington Avenue earlier? Yes. You know, all along we've thought it would be probably March or April before things could, but it looks like uh, early January. Is that we what, that's weather permitting, of course, right? Or, uh, or is, yeah. there, is there stuff they could do even in. And it's AT&T is going to be out there working in that area for the next, I don't know, probably several weeks. But we're going to put up barricades and i mean like concrete barricades at the bridge on washington avenue and we will close from the bridge to niblack uh early january and they'll start on that which the people that need to get in and out of that area will be able to get in and out but there will be no local traffic for you won't be able to get through because there'll be barriers mm-hmm. uh, and then late january or early february we will close niblack and Washington Avenue will be closed to through traffic uh, all the way to Emerson until the project's completed. Wow. So so when we do that, then we'll change the, uh, you'll enter Greg Park from Niblack and drive around the wrong way. Halfway around would be the wrong way. And, uh, and then exit back on Niblack. So, what? And that'll be until the project's finished, so. What, I guess, why the sudden change? I don't know if things got in place that they were able to do that. Uh, but I'm glad that this means, you know, we'll get it started sooner and hopefully get it finished sooner. Okay, now, uh, I, I know, and, and again, I'm not trying to be the the, the negative one here. Right. I'm going to be just the one, just the, the questions that come up. First thing that came to my mind is, all right, we're starting early. Right. Vincent's Community Schools, are they ready for this? Yeah. Okay. He's, the engineer's in, in contact with them okay, all right. on a, probably a weekly basis. And, well, also, and Vincent's Catholic Schools. I mean, any right. busing. Yeah. All, the, all the busing that goes through there. Uh, but also, you know, we already mm-hmm. were working on plans to make sure that it was passable come uh, football season. You know, that's probably the biggest thing that will uh, – can interrupt it other than normal people living in that area but uh, as far as out-of-town traffic trying to get to events it's the football season okay so um, we'll be working closely with the school corporation and we've already worked out a route a, 
a way for their buses to get in and out and because uh, that's the we bus barn. That that's the bu- people right. that, That's where the bus right. barn is. Right. There was also Washington uh, School there that they use. So, um, and we've been working with them since last spring, knowing that this date was coming. So, okay. So, this is just the first part of a lengthy process. Exactly. But right. we're going to get started earlier. Not in right. not in early spring. We're going to do it in winter. Right. Right, and I'm kind of glad to see that. Um, let's get in there and get it done, and hopefully it'll get done sooner. Yeah, that way. Well, you surprised me. Hey, I mean, my my jaw dropped. Like, are you the kidding me? City engineer gave me that information middle of last week. So, all right, so we are um, gearing up for. Now you'll let us know in advance when it's going to start, right? We know right. it's going to be, and and, and this will be through the app too, and on our website. And, uh, yeah, but we'll also notify the media. Yeah, we'll talk about it um, right. consistently. <laughs> right, right. Okay. So, so well, uh, that's it's interesting news, folks. I mean, because I first thing that came to my mind was weather. Right. But you know. I mean, if you can work in that kind of weather. Exactly. Hopefully we won't get a bunch of snow and ice. Ice. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. All right. So, again, repeating, it looks like we're going to get about a two-month, at least least a two-month jump. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Because originally we thought this wouldn't start till middle, late March to early April. Right. So, yeah. Wow. Okay. It would be a couple months. That's that's good stuff. Advance on so, it's but good. again, uh, if you don't have the city app, I encourage you to download it because uh, we do put a lot of information on there uh, about these projects. So, but for the most part, there won't be any travel through there. Okay, uh, and most of the Heights area has another way out. Uh, it's just those what a couple homes in the. Uh, the uh, Camp Wildwood or that'll kind of be hindered a little bit. But they'll still be able to get in and out. Okay. So, here we go. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Glad to get it started. All right. Now, once we get started, this is continuing through. Right, I mean, right. And there's so no pause. It's just like the first phase of Washington Avenue. You know, there'll be people be able to get through. But it'll be a construction site. You got to go slow, and it'll be dusty at times, and so. Wow. Okay. Does this affect any other projects? No, not really. Okay. Uh, not really. It's okay because it won't affect even any of our paving that we're going to be doing. So. And paving didn't start till on the yeah, on the back end. Summer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah on uh, the other side of summer. And the biggest. The biggest inconvenience with our our paving next year will be Hart Street. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to repave Hart from 15th all the way up to the schools, and I know that's probably the busiest street in Vincennes, but uh, it'll all be milled and resurfaced. And so, so when we think about it, we're going to have two major projects going on at the same time. Right. The only good thing is the paving, uh, the paving part will only take. A couple weeks, maybe. By the time you mill all that and pave it. And, wow. And that'll be some traffic changes there, too, that we have to work out. Okay. So, Ma'am, this is... It'll all be nice, smooth surface when we're all done with everything. Yeah. All right. So, the um, again, we'll let you know ahead of time. Right. It'll be on the, on the app. Right. We'll, the media will have it. We'll we'll talk about it every every time you're on. Right, it's that important. But right. uh, for for motorists, just just be aware that it's going to be sooner than later. Right, which hopefully means it's going to get completed sooner than later. There you go. So. We've been good on projects. Yes, we yes. have been good on projects. Uh, and I know that the first section was a. Super inconvenience, especially for the people that live in that area. But, man, that is sure is a nice, smooth surface with sidewalks and bike lanes and drainage. And the lighting's up, but they're still working on the connection point to get it, the 
street lighting on. So, Well, you sold me after 2nd Street. You super sold me after Main right. Street. Now I have no right. doubt. Yeah, it's gonna it'll it'll be nice when it's all completed. Right, and then twenty six, twenty five, twenty six, we'll start from Emerson back to St. Clair. So, okay, Let's see. Well, so be, you'll get a. Will I be retired then? Couple year. Will you still be in office? Yes. Okay, I won't be retired then. Be, <laughs> the mayor yeah. and I are on the same. <laughs> we're on the same path, I think. So okay. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, this is really this is good news. Right. It's good news. It is. Let's get it started. And I may have a city engineer come in and talk about it a little bit in mm-hmm. the in the future. Okay, It'd be wonderful. All right. So again, if you're just tuning in, a um, little bit of a change. Yes. Washington Avenue. We'll get started in January. Right. Let's load them up. Exactly. Let's that, get it moving. That, you know, hey, we're going to bring in 2024. Let's bring it in right. <laughs> that's the, that's We're going to be strong in 2024. <laughs> right. right. Okay. Let's take a break. We'll have more with the mayor after this at WAOV. Have you ever missed one of your favorite local shows on WAOV? Ever missed the morning chat, Mark and Mark, or even financial questions, real answers? Well, that's not a problem anymore. WAOV has our local shows on podcast and easy to get to them. Go to WAOVAM.com and click on the podcast tab at the top to find your show. It's that easy. So if you miss Vintage Vincent, legal news or views, or just the tips, listen to the podcast the next day. Go to WAOVAM.com and find your podcast. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Jack Frost nipping at your nose. Welcome back to the morning chat. Business Mayor Joe Yoakum joins us. As uh, well, I thought we'd do a little Christmas bump because we're going to talk Christmas parade was Friday, kind of right. kicked off in Vincennes, yes. and yes, and actually, I think we were actually kicked off a couple of weeks before that. <laughs> so, I mean, a lot, right. lot going on. Yes, there is. Yeah, there is. I had a, a good Christmas parade Friday, and then the Chris Kendall market was Friday and Saturday, and uh, had a lot of good comments on the Chris Kendall market, uh, and that as that continues to grow. Uh, and a lot of good booths down there for that. Yeah. Uh, I think the Rotary was down there selling brats, and there was different food down there. It was really good. Good, good. And then they had the uh, Frosty Mug Crawl, which I participated. <laughs> I think they had about 100 people. Wow. So that turned out really, really well. So uh, a lot of people downtown all weekend long. Good. Good for all of our local businesses. And what do we always say? Shop local. Right, right. Especially this time of year. Yeah. And, it, you know, and even with the shop local, uh, which I don't want to take Jamie's thunder, but, you know, the buy one, get one gift cards sold out in like two hours and 45 minutes. <laughs> it's amazing. It was like $95,000 plus $95,000 free dollars. So, you know, that's $190,000 or close to it that will be spent. At local businesses. That's amazing. Yes. That's just amazing. Yes, absolutely. We're good, good, so. good. You know, it's interesting, Mayor, that um, I think um, when I was uh, I was going down Bear House Boulevard yesterday and just trying to visualize where those uh, those uh, apartments. Uh, apartments are going to be. Right. I'm like, okay, that I know where they're going to be. And it's like, right. it's going to be really nice there. Yes. I mean, I see so much potential once those go right. up. And the right. reason I'm bringing that up is there's all kinds of conversation going on in town. What business is coming where and where they're going to locate. I right. keep my mouth shut because I don't know. Right. But when you get that kind of buzz, it's, good. it's a good thing, isn't right. it? Right. I think uh, um, that's not all that will be going on Bear House. I'll tell you that. You'll see some other construction in 24 on Bear House mm-hmm. as well as uh, – Kimmel Extension, there at the roundabout. Mm-hmm. You're going to see construction there in 24. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, I think, you know, Hibbit Sports moved to the Knox Plaza. And I think it was supposed to open today. Okay. Uh, now, where are they at? Which old building are they? Did they it occupy? is, uh, if you're standing there looking at uh, 
Planet Fitness is to the right. Or okay. It's even down a little ways. Okay. Uh, all right. All right. So, uh, so it's toward Big Lots. Yeah. Okay. If you're looking at Big Lots, it's just and the a little ways down yeah, okay. to the left. Okay. I couldn't think of Big Lots. That's why. I Okay, well, good, good. So I, I go uh, that plaza a lot. So <laughs> right. Uh, so got my favorite. Uh, got my favorite stores long. <laughs> <that's it. laughs> so next year, there'll be a lot of construction out in the uh, Hart Kimmel Beer House Boulevard area. Yeah. Now I tell you, if going to the roundabout, if those go up as fast as the other businesses right. did, they went up fast. Right. And then you'll see. Uh, if you're out at the industrial park area, you'll see the construction starting on the uh, agro or new, the mm-hmm. new business that's going out there. Right, right. So, a lot of things. Yeah, there's a lot of construction will be happening. That will be the theme of 2024. Yes, yes. Construction <laughs> and road work. <laughs> <laughs> or like, or what I'll say is opportunity. Absolutely, absolutely. Wow. Now, just uh, I know we uh, we talked this a lot about this about housing and, right. and getting employees, right? But it's, I I go to the old field of dreams, build it and they'll come, right? I think you build it and you just see, right? I think they'll come, yeah. especially with two hundred fifty new jobs coming to the agro new mm-hmm. renew uh, project, yeah. so and good I, paying jobs. And I'm sure some of these new businesses are going to pay. Right, higher wages than what we're used to. Right, right. So, so, uh, so next year will be a busy construction year. Yeah, what attracts these businesses to Vincennes? Um, I think they just look at uh, what's going on, and um, you know, there's a lot of I don't know, positive going on here uh, in Vincennes. A lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a couple new businesses that are coming are. Uh, I've met with them a couple times, and one of the individuals I meet with, he's a councilman over in Effingham that has franchise businesses, and he's come over and looked and uh, looks to open a couple businesses here. So that's a that's an interesting town, Effingham. It's a true yes. interstate city. Yes, it is. I mean, it's not a right. really not a it's a it's I not mean, it's not big. a real big city, but boy, they got a lot of stuff there yeah, because of. Two interstates. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Two major interstates. Right. Absolutely. So, um, and then there's other businesses going to build. Right. Uh, well, also, you got to take into consideration our two largest employers, the hospital and VU. Right. They're major players. They're not. Absolutely. They, they, I mean, they are, you know, hospitals yeah. turn out to be a, a regional center. Yes. And VU, I know. Honestly, Walmart could probably be better. There's openings there, but it's, it's still a, a vital part. We're just so fortunate to have both of those in our community. We really are. And that tracks a lot of people, both of them. Yeah. So, uh, right. Well, anyway, and then, you know, we have a lot of other industry in town, too. Right. So, so, I mean, there's a lot. Absolutely. So, and hopefully we'll continue to grow and get more. And we're just far enough. Between Terre Haute and Evansville, right? You know that they would look at foot traffic or tra- right. what, what, automobile traffic, right? Right. At. If you look at where our retail draws from, it's from like Albany over to past Washington, and uh, so go to Coles and go through the parking yeah. lot. Right. A lot of Illinois plates. You can go to Walmart or any any retail business and see a lot of. Not just Illinois, but out of county plates. Right, we welcome that. Absolutely, oh, come on Absolutely. over. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, and I think other businesses see that and think, you know, when you look at Hobby Lobby and look at what, what, the, what it attracts. I mean, they think they are doing way better than they ever thought they would. Oh, sure. And that just entices other businesses to say, "Hey, we need to look at Vincennes." And they're not even open on Sunday. Right. I mean, it's right. I mean, so, it's just it's amazing. Yes. Uh, and then Texas Roadhouse just it, it just right. draws all the time, right? Especially a Friday and Saturday night. Oh my goodness! Yes, they, they do a nice business, right? Um, but I think it's also something like that has helped the other businesses that have been here, right? Absolutely. So yeah, and you know when they come to shop at Hobby Lobby or Marshalls, hopefully they're staying and eating at local restaurants. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, we always whenever you go 
to a place that you normally don't go to, you want to go to a restaurant that's not in your town. Exactly. You want to try something right. different. Right. You so. know, and, and we've got restaurants everywhere that are good. Right. You know? Several good ones, yes. So, so. Okay. But anyway, that's, that's good news as far as buildings. And right. um, then again, just tackling workers. Yes. Getting those. And we've got a couple other developers that we're going to be meeting with that's interested in building homes in Vincennes. So mm-hmm. Vincennes, Knox County. And these will be about $150,000 houses? Is that what um, I hope. But, you know, it's, it's probably tough to build a $150,000 home with the prices of material mm-hmm. and labor and everything. Uh, so what is that to see? Right. Uh, I know a lot of the homes we're having built now are... 200 plus range so yeah and i can't remember i saw something it's a, something it was an ncaa tournament where they are running out dorms college dorms right. i mean yeah. i mean not here but i mean other places right. you know because it's hard to get hotels yes uh, some places and yes. that's a problem i don't say we have it yet but we're probably teetering on that problem. Yeah. You know, and when you look at, not to change subjects, but when you look at April 8th next year, <laughs> if everything's right, we're going to need a lot of yep. housing for hopefully mm-hmm. thousands of visitors that'll be here for yep. the eclipse. Yep. So, yeah, it's going to be something. Absolutely. As long as it's not cloudy. and Not like today. No, right. no. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. There's not, there's people renting space and yeah. everything. And you'd be surprised what's already been rented and the hotels that are full. And uh, so. All right. Okay. Well, Board of Work City Council is next week, right? Right. Next Monday. Next Monday. Is that the last one for the... No, well, that's probably the last Board of Works. Board of Works, yeah. But the council, I think our last meeting will probably be the 27th. That's the day we get back from Christmas break, so to finish up claims for the year. and Wrap it up. Yes, get and ready for... And then... Head into that. I think around the second, maybe there'll be a swearing-in ceremony yeah. for... Heading into that final term. Exactly. exactly. Ah, yeah, I got you. So this <laughs> you know, will be your final term. You didn't get me. I got you. Right? Is, Folks, I got I'll you. I'll say this is probably it. No, but you just said yes. Yes, well, that's my plan for now. <laughs> okay. Mayor, always a pleasure. Good right. seeing you. We'll see you, you next too. week. All right, thanks. All right. Say two more of the morning, Chad, coming up on WAOV. Have you ever missed one of your favorite local shows on WAOV? Ever missed the morning chat, Mark and Mark, or even financial questions, real answers? Well, that's not a problem anymore. WAOV has our local shows on podcast and easy to get to them. Go to WAOVAM.com and click on the podcast tab at the top to find your show. It's that easy. So if you miss Vintage Vincent, legal news or views, or just the tips, listen to the podcast the next day. Go to WAOVAM.com and find your podcast. Welcome back to the Morning Chat with Ed Ballinger here on WAOV 97.7 FM, 1450 AM, WAOV in Vincennes, also uh, 97.3 FM, WAOV in Washington. Chris Faff, our guest this segment from Knox County, Indiana, Economic Development. Good morning. Very good. Good morning, Ed. How are you? Okay, folks, that was our second take, all right? (laughs) Chris is awfully nice to me today, so I guess I'll have to be nice to him. And uh, uh, first of all, uh, just a little bit on the – we really haven't had a chance to talk about since the announcement of – Oh, with uh, uh, Agro Renew? Renew. Yeah. Uh, I guess on the backside of this, maybe – some of the we're hearing a lot about jobs and what it means, what it means for ag, what it means for a lot of things. But right. on there's other sides maybe to this that we don't see. Maybe from your point of view that you see like you know what I see this business coming in. I think I could tag it with some another business or does right. it, does it right. open up more doors for you? Oh, absolutely. Well, and, and particularly this project, um, and, and you've probably talked to other guests who have, you know, 
um, explained um, some of the background or, or, or what this is. But, you know, the unique thing about this project compared to um, some others is that it was uh, really organically grown, uh, the idea uh, really stemmed from conversations that the uh, the company um, was uh, was having with some of our local farmers, for example, and understanding that there was an opportunity here to take a uh, a waste stream that we you know don't normally think of as having a value add, and that being you know melons and pumpkins and cantaloupe. Um, especially toward the end of the season, that don't make it to market. So we know that there are many tons of that material that typically just, uh, you know, either stay in the field or, um, uh, you know, or, or try to be disposed of in other ways. And so uh, because of the relationships that, um, that um, the founders of this company had with uh, um, the Pantheon, with the Ag Tech Committee, um, and others in the community, this this idea really grew out of um, out of those conversations, and so for it to be both a um, you know a startup company, uh, one that is going to be utilizing so many things that Knox County and Vincennes has to offer, you know. F- for example, VU is going to be providing um, all of their certification training uh, for the new employees that will be uh, uh, that will be hired there. Uh, they will be. Um, they will be locating in the industrial park just off of Elkhorn Road. And as you know, we've made a lot of improvements, uh, especially mm-hmm. in the last few years with the road itself, uh, new sewer systems uh, in the neighborhood, things like that. So we've really been preparing for a, uh, a project like this for a number of years. And it's, it's nice to see that this has uh, uh, come about. You know, th- I think the other thing that strikes me with Agro Renew is that um, – not only will the you know um, pretty significant capital investment and the job creation that comes along with it, but this is a company that I think will be an excellent uh, corporate citizen and and leader within the community, and so uh, uh, you know so for those reasons I think this is uh, this is on so many levels uh, just a, a great project for us. Right, right, okay. So anyway. Uh it's always funny with my sliced watermelon. What do I do with my rinds? I, I mean, I mean, now, now it's like, okay, you want those. So how do I do? I just bring them out to you. I mean, there's a lot of questions that the public. It's going to be an education process, isn't it? Yeah, and um, I, you know, I don't know if on a on a kind of a individual or retail basis, so to speak. Um, you know, they're going to be dealing in such large quantities that I think this is going to be uh, this will be bulk material uh, that you'll you'll likely see some of our local producers bringing in you know truckloads of of raw material for them to use. Okay. Uh, and um, you know, I'm not a I'm not a food scientist or a, a bioplastics uh, expert. But my understanding is that they'll basically take all of that, uh, uh, all of that plant material, uh, and mix it with other things, including grasses and other um, um, other test material. So um, back to your original question, I, I think the other thing to keep in mind is that there's an intent with this project to create a bioplastics research center adjacent to where the production facility will be. So in the coming years. Um, if, uh, you know, when that comes about, what you'll see uh, in terms of other opportunities, it's likely that other plastics companies that right now are completely, you know, petroleum-based plastics uh, or recycled plastics are likely to send their scientists here to Vincennes uh, to do experiments, uh, work with other plant materials. And I think um, uh, I think this initial project is, will really uh, stem a lot of uh, additional intellectual property, research and development. Uh, so who knows where that, that may lead. And it's, you know, and it's likely that um, if, uh, if other companies become familiar with our community um who knows i mean we could see other uh, other spin-off businesses that uh, are a result of this research and development center yeah i mean like kind of like what we see from toyota yeah i mean i mean yeah. but I, I know that uh, it's not on the same level as the toyota but but, sure. uh, but the same point though it, it is the same business practice though i mean as far as 
you mentioned scientists coming for other reasons. Right. I mean, it just, it all fits. Now, and I think we all win in this in, in the long run. Now, let me throw the, right. the wrench in the old problem. And it's the same one you've heard me always ask. Where are we going to put these people? You know what I mean? Where are we going to get these workers? You know, yeah, I mean, right. housing and workforce. I mean, that's, well, and it, I, I feel like our conversations always come back to it this, does, it does. Which, which they should. And, and I'll tell you why. I think our number one threat mm-hmm. uh, to our community is population decline. And you know that we've been experiencing that to the tune of 5% over mm-hmm. the last, you know, however many decades. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you look at the housing market and how tight uh, it is, both in single-family homes and, and apartments. And, um, and uh, you know, I, I've said this before, but I believe that those two things are so closely tied uh, but the good news is we are working uh, very closely with the redevelopment commissions, both uh, the county and the city. Uh, and I probably spend as much time talking with housing developers as I do with, you know, business prospects. Because we know, uh, and that was one of the things that Agro Renew has a concern about, if they're going to create 250 jobs in a community that's losing population and has a tight housing market, um, then uh, then housing has got to be uh, on the, uh, uh, you know, at the top of our priority list, which it is. Um, and so the good news is that we've got uh, we've got a handful of developers who are proposing both multifamily and single family developments, and our pipeline looks pretty good. Um, and I'm I'm confident that we'll as these you know assuming that the timelines for these housing projects stay on track. Um, I think that uh, I think the timing should be good in that we should be able to attract additional uh, workforce to move to our community. And, and you know, frankly, I, I've spoken with some other manufacturers in the area who have told me that they've had people accept jobs here uh, uh, from out of town, and then they've called a week later and said, I can't take the job because I can't find a place to live. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how... That's how critical this housing shortage is. But you know what? A lot of people know I live in Vincennes, work down in Evansville. They commute. Yeah. You know, and and I mean, don't get me wrong. I hope we get qualified employees at this sure. plant. Yeah. But it doesn't help us as a county when they're commuting and living in Sullivan or Princeton. And sure. Because we want that tax base. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, and that's what I think people have to understand is – it, it, it's a, it's it's a twofold here. Mm-hmm. You know, it's great we got them and you can get employees, but we want those employees to be residents. Well, and remember when we did our housing study a couple of years ago, what we learned was that we've got nearly three thousand people a day that drive into Knox County uh, for work. So they live in, and almost half of them live in Illinois. Mm-hmm. Um, so I believe that the uh, uh, the more housing opportunities we have here locally, I got to believe that a, mm-hmm. a, even if a small percentage of those who are commuting chose to live here, that that would uh, that would have a significant impact on our on our tax base here. And I got to think a lot of those are at VU and at the hospital. Well, commute. right. I mean, yeah. I mean, are you biggest employers? Yeah. It, yeah, exactly. And uh, and I've even heard, you know, this is anecdotal, but I've heard stories of uh, folks working for Sunrise Coal that um, are driving up from Kentucky and uh, working for a certain number. I'm, I'm assuming they may go home occasionally or mm-hmm. on the weekends uh, whenever they're not uh, on shift. But uh, to me, that just uh, that just tells us how, um, uh, you know, how important this issue is. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, anyway, uh, I mean, I didn't mean to come down on the, the good news. It's, it's the reality. <laughs> yeah. It's the reality we face. But on the positive, you know, we have got a, a groundbreaking kind of, you know, state-of-the-art facility that's coming to town. And it's, you know, we've got, we got a perfect industrial park. Right. It's shovel-ready. Just come in and start building. Now, when do they hope to break ground there? Uh, their goal is to break ground in the spring. So we're working through some of the uh, some of the engineering and the due diligence and the purchase agreement and all those things now, uh, but they uh, they should be uh, prepared. And I, I assume we'll have some kind of a brown, uh, groundbreaking ceremony uh, when they do when when they do get ready to you know put uh, put 
shovels in the dirt. <laughs> okay. All right. You know, this is your last visit for 2023. And, and something I always like to do Well, is- I could come back in the next <laughs> couple weeks. <laughs> okay. Well, I have this. Uh, <laughs> don't do that to me, Chris. Okay. I mean, it's time to kind of look back a little bit this past year. Right. Some of the, the things maybe that, uh, you know, you had, you had your trip overseas Mm -hmm. you know and and there are a lot of things that have happened you know you moved to a new place i mean you just i mean there's a lot of things that have happened to you and your department but when you look back at the past year what is some what are some of the uh, things that maybe you're proud of that maybe as a general population we don't know about or we're not aware of or you know we just don't hear yeah, I, you know, when you ask that question, uh, three things immediately come to mind. And you mentioned the the trip to Japan, and and I wanted to mention actually some things that happened last week because we have two new consul generals in Chicago, one for Japan and one for Germany, uh, that we met with um, just this past week. So I'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, but our certainly our overseas trip this year, uh, adding a new staff position with mm-hmm. our director of business development. Uh, I think that was a uh, uh, that was a a big change for us because we've typically been a two-person shop for many, many years. Um, and so adding that additional capacity to the office, I think, is big. And then um, something we really haven't talked a lot about is um, is that we, um, in the industrial park area, um, that, that entire side of town, uh, we put in a tax increment finance zone. And so that tool is going to allow us to capture incremental um, funds that we wouldn't otherwise get as a community because without getting into the whole you know system of how we levy taxes and things like that uh, we know that we're constrained in the amount of um, funding that we that we're even allowed that the state will allow us to raise mm-hmm. and so by putting uh, that TIF zone in uh, in the industrial park that's going to allow us to reinvest those dollars um, more dollars than we could otherwise collect uh, back into the community. So it'll go back into things like infrastructure, water, water, sewer, mm-hmm. not just for the industrial park, but we talked a lot about housing already today. Um, this TIF zone will allow us to be able to put in more water and sewer lines on the east side of, of, of town uh, so that we can build more housing to support those jobs and uh, and hopefully turn around this tr- this negative trend of population. Okay. Um, so I, th- I, I think that uh, putting in that TIF and a really uh, I really want to thank the uh, the county redevelopment com- commission and specifically uh, Commissioner Streeter for uh, having the leadership to get that done because I think that's going to be uh, you know we're not going to realize the uh, the proceeds from that for a number of years uh, but looking out over the next five to ten years I think that was a critical decision that we made um, and then I want to mention too. I mentioned earlier that last week um, I had the opportunity to go up to Indianapolis and and meet with the uh, the two new consul generals um, from uh, from Chicago. So basically, these gentlemen um, come to the Midwest. They have a ten state region that they're responsible for, and the consulate is think of the consulate as um, uh, as a couple of things. One, it certainly helps people with you, you know the uh, the documentation, the the work permits, and things like that for uh, Germans and, and Japanese that may come to the United States and work in some of our uh, some of our facilities. And as you know, we have uh, we do have one German company here in Vincennes, which is uh, the glass company Shot, uh, and then also the two Japanese companies that we have uh, uh, out. Uh, in the industrial parks, and that is uh, Futaba and Excel Excel Corporation, okay. both of whom we uh, met with when we were in Japan oh, uh, okay. back in September. So, um, so with the uh, with the new leadership in Chicago, uh, the consulate, uh, in addition to other things like cultural and educational exchanges, really serves as an office uh, to help companies who have an interest in coming to uh, the U.S. Uh, and and the Chicago office specifically covers, like I said, 10 states within the Midwest, but Indiana being one of those. And so we are fortunate to have a really close relationship uh, because of the Indiana-Germany Business Council, which we're a member of, mm-hmm. uh, and the Japan Association uh, Society of Indiana um, 
that uh, those two uh, nonprofit organizations of which you know our office belongs really gives us an opportunity to um, uh, kind of have you know face to face discussions with really high level folks that we wouldn't otherwise have, and so. Um, so that's the reason why we find it important to be members of those two organizations. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Um, we've got a couple of minutes left. Anything else? Yeah, two things. I want to talk about Ready. Uh, we've talked a lot about this state grant program that um, has brought millions of dollars into the community. We are gearing up and in the planning phase for Ready 2.0, as we call it. And this week, um, hopefully by tomorrow, we will have an online portal uh, where um, – you know, people in addition to the steering committee that we've had uh, looking at potential projects for Ready 2.0, uh, there will be a public input opportunity. Uh, so if somebody has a project that we're not aware of that uh, they think would be a good fit for this program, uh, we'll be soliciting their input into a, uh, um, a sort of an input form that, um, that we're working on as a region. Uh, and then the last thing I want to mention, and I don't know if you've had the chamber on recently, but you probably saw mm-hmm. the news that the buy one, get one mm-hmm. uh, card program sold out within three hours last right, week, right. Uh, which I think is tremendous. And so that's uh, that's going to put uh, close to $200,000 directly back into local businesses, which I think is just a phenomenal program. But the thing I want to mention is that um, especially in this season and this, this shopping season leading up to the holidays – it is so important to buy local. Uh, I know. I know. Sometimes you can't find everything you want locally, but if you can, I, I just got to encourage folks to do that because those dollars that go to someone who owns a local company turn over so many more mm-hmm. times than if you were to buy online or go to one of the big box stores. And again, I understand. Uh, you know, I myself, you know, have to go to these these out of town places sometimes to get things, but. To the extent that you can, I would certainly encourage everyone this season to buy local. Right, right. Good point. Any goals for 2024? Yeah, actually a number of them, um, and a lot of them we've already talked about. I mean, we will continue to keep working with the city and the county on on housing projects. Uh, with our new director of business development, uh, Mary Jo is working on a couple of projects, um, one being a, a resident recruitment project uh, to uh, help with that. And then she's also working closely with the schools and the university uh, to look at um, training and vocational programs that our office uh, hopefully can be um, um, of value to. So. Okay. And finally, last thing I ask you is, are we getting better at Wi-Fi? We are. Um, I think it's a lot slower than I would like to see. Uh, I think I may have mentioned that you know with the uh, with the acquisition of uh, Echo Wireless, and I'm talking primarily out in the more rural parts mm-hmm. of the county because you know if you're in the if you're in Vincennes or Bicknell, uh, you know we have a number of providers. But when you get out into uh, you know some of the farms and and some of the more rural parts mm-hmm. of the county, that's where we're trying to pay attention to. And um, the state of Indiana will be getting a lot more resources here in the coming years for this. And so we're working with the state to figure out how best to um, support Knox County with, uh, with rural broadband. Chris, appreciate you stopping in. Have a Merry Christmas. See you next year. You too, sir. All righty. Stay tuned. More of the morning chat coming up on WAOV.